Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Blessings. This is episode number 236 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is, Is God Pleased With You? Part 4. This is our last week for this topic, and I trust that you will go back and listen to the previous podcast and the other challenges that I have given you up to this point. Are you a Christian who has accepted the love of God through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, but you are not confident that God is pleased with you? Are you living your life stressed and trying to balance everything, and yet you're feeling defeated? By now, if you have listened to previous podcasts for this month, you know that ultimately, it is the work of Jesus on the cross that makes you acceptable and pleasing to God. However, you please God and you give him glory by imitating the life of Jesus every day as you live with others. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 to 13 to receive more instruction. This is what it says. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now let's stop for a moment before we continue. These passages start off by saying, I don't want you to forget. Okay, these things are written to us so that we would not forget. Forget what? That all the Israelites that are being made reference to here in this passage, all of them were guided by the clouds. So all of them were guided by God. All of them ate the same spiritual food. All of them drank the same spiritual water. And all of them drank from the spiritual rock. And it tells us that that rock was Christ. Here, all the Israelites were being guided by God. But yet, it says God was not pleased with them, and that most of them died in the wilderness. Now, why? Let's continue. Let's look at verse 6. 
These things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan rivalry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites and don't grumble as some of them did and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. So here we realize why God wasn't pleased with them and why God keeps saying that the things that were written about them are warnings to us. To warn us of what? To not to crave evil things like they did. To not worship idols. Now, let me stop for a minute. We live in times now that evil is being called good and good is being called evil. So let me just give you an example You can crave evil things as far as neglecting your children and just looking out for yourself and feeling that you've got to do what is best for you and your kids are just left to raise themselves. Another thing they did was worship idols. Maybe there is someone in your life that you are putting ahead of God. And whenever you put anyone or anything above God, it's an idol. Another thing, it says here, celebrated with feasting and drinking and indulging in pagan rivalry and sexual immorality. Are you one that you're given over to drinking or it could be alcohol or drugs or you're addicted to sex and you're having sex outside of being married? Today, it can be acceptable and everyone's doing it and don't worry about it. But if you're a Christian and you call on the name of Christ, you shouldn't be shacking up or having sex outside of marriage. Now, you may say, oh, Paula, you're old school. No, I'm not old school. (laughs) I'm about agreeing with God and the Bible, because when you follow what he says, you will please him. And not only that, he loves you and he's concerned about you that you can have a life that is full, have a life that is pleasing even to yourself. But you're not going to do that if you go against what is not even a gray area, things that are written out in the word of God to warn us about so that we can live a life that is fully satisfying and pleasing to God and even to ourselves. Then it goes on and it says how they put Christ to the test. And, you know, sometimes you could put Christ to the test by thinking that you can shack up or continue to sin. And just because your life hasn't been snuffed out, you think like, okay, nothing's happened to me up to this time. I'm just going to keep on practicing sin. Whoa, I just want to warn you, as God says in his word, some of them put Christ to the test and they died for it. Then it says here, don't grumble. How many times have you grumbled as you've gone through the day? Maybe some demands are put on you, or maybe, again, 
You feel like you shouldn't have to do maybe some of the responsibilities. Maybe you grumbled something simple like, I just did the dishes. I did the dishes on Monday. I got to do the dishes on Tuesday. We got to be careful. You might say, oh, Paula, nobody lives like that. And I want to say to you, in Christ, yes, we can. And the problem with a lot of us is that we've gotten off into sin or we've become so religious that we aren't balanced in Christ and knowing that the very strength of Christ is able to come all of our weaknesses and our flaws and that God has promised to guide, instruct, and teach us. And yet we have to be teachable. We have to be submissive and obedient to the will of God. And we can see how the Holy Spirit will work out in us all that Christ desires. Let's look at the final verses. It says in verse 12, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. Now, some of us are so prideful. We think like, oh, I'm doing all that already, Paul, and I'm holy, holy, and I have no flaws. Well, that's just as bad as someone who is just practicing sin, because when you practice pride, you have to be careful because you think you're not going to fall, and yet Pride comes before a fall. So God's warning us even about being prideful if we are living pretty good lives. It goes on in verse 13 and it says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Right now, as I listen to many women, what they're going through and how they feel their lives are just constantly uh, full of obligations and demands What you're going through, my sister, is no different from what the rest of the women are feeling at this point. It says here, but God is faithful. God is going to be faithful to you whether you're faithful to him or not. It goes on and it says he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And that when you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, it doesn't matter whether you're taking care of a parent, a child, or taking care of yourself. When you're feeling tempted and you just feel like you're going to go into sin, whether it's in your attitude, your words, or your actions, God is faithful to always give you a way out of sinning so that you can endure the pressure and come out and do that which is pleasing to him and ultimately will be fulfilling to you as well. And God's not a liar. He will show you the way. You just have to be willing to see it and to take that way of escape. Do you think that your daily schedule is too hard for God to give you advice or his great wisdom? Do you think that he has no clue on how to help you? Do you feel that no matter what you read in his word, you will still fail him and come up short in pleasing him? The bottom line is, is it too hard to live the Christian life right now in this age? Are the times we live in then more different than before? If so, why did God write down the Israelites' failures as warnings for us? Can these warnings still apply to us no matter what age? I'm asking you all these questions so that you can just look inside and ask yourself, what do you believe in? What is your heart attitude? What's on your schedule today? 
Do you feel that if everything doesn't go as you desire, that somehow you failed God, that he will not be pleased with you? Have you learned this month that your heart attitude is more important than your actions? As human beings, we flip it sometimes. We think that what we do is more important than the attitude and motives of our heart. No. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Above all, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. If your heart is yielded to and guided by God, the result will be that you will do what pleases Him. A heart of faith and confidence in God will be instructed and taught what to do next, whether the day is running smoothly or whether your day is full of struggles. God has promised to guide, teach, strengthen, and enable us to do his good will. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 again. And then also in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 6, it says, Not by the way of eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. See, we do God's will from our heart. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So what are the motives of your heart? To please yourself? To please those around you? Actions flow from our hearts. So yes, we do not want to neglect to do good, but what we do is a result of a heart focusing on pleasing God. Hebrews chapter 13 verses 15 to 16 state, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. One thing to remember now on our topic is what is recorded in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5. And this is what it says. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. If your life is hidden in Christ, with him being your Lord and Savior, and you are listening to him as you go through your day, you don't need to worry if God is pleased with you. God is pleased with his son. And as a Christian, you are hidden in his son. Jesus covers you with his righteousness. Jesus has made you acceptable forever. So now don't live in fear, but walk out your salvation minute by minute, trusting that God loves you unconditionally and that you are well-pleasing to him. Should your behavior not line up with who you are in Christ, he'll let you know by the power of his indwelling spirit, and he'll direct you in a way that pleases him. Your part is to stay in communion with Christ. Repent when you sin, receive his forgiveness, and then be confident again that his unconditional love and pleasure are covering you. Well, I hope that you realize now how you are well-pleasing to God in Christ Jesus. 
Go forth, my sister, and believe that God is pleased with you. And smile, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.